Hi, my name is Alan. I'm a business designer and welcome to the Beyond Users podcast, where we learn about business to become better designers. In this episode, we're going to be looking at two really important and fundamental business concepts, uh, both of them related to costs. So um, basically, we're going to look at fixed versus variable costs, what's the difference and what's the relevance for them, for designers, and just in general, for anyone working in business world. So let's begin just with the basics. First, what is the difference between the two? So the fixed costs are by definition the costs that do not change with the amount of products that we create or sell. So for example, if I would be a carpenter creating wooden chairs, wooden tables, etc., if I would have a studio, so the rent for this studio would be a fixed cost. So regardless of how many wooden chairs and tables I create, I would have to pay my rent. Even if I'm sick for a month or two months, I would still have to pay the rent. And that's, by definition, the fixed cost. On the other side, we have variable costs that do change with the amount of products that we create or sell. Again, in the case of the carpenter, this would be uh, maybe like raw materials. So the wood that I would use to create these products would be the variable cost. So let's have a look at another example that's going to help us understand even better the difference between fixed and variable costs. So let's say we are opening a yoga studio. And we would do what most good entrepreneurs and business people would do. So we would not try to open like a physical space right away, but we would rather rent um, space from another yoga studio in the beginning. You know, we want to be sure that what we're building, the concept we're coming up with makes sense, that people want to actually join this type of yoga classes. So we would go to another yoga studio and we would basically rent space from then. And let's say they basically they would rent it out to us for 100 bucks per hour. Also, let's say we would not be leading these classes ourselves, but we would hire like a yoga instructor to do that for us. And the deal we would have with them is that they would get paid for each participant. And let's say this would be $3 per participant and the capacity of each class, each lesson, each session, yoga session would be 20 participants. Cool. So now let's imagine, let's fast forward a few months and let's imagine actually this idea has taken off. And now we have 15 sessions per month, which means that we have to pay the other yoga studio $1,500 or euros per month just for their space. And this is usually the point where most entrepreneurs stop for a moment and start thinking, hmm, maybe I should get my own space because I can get it for twelve, thirteen, maybe $1,400, which is cheaper than renting out from another yoga studio. And actually, I can have much more than just 15 sessions. You know, so it's good. this space is going to be much cheaper. So what we're doing in this case is turning this variable cost of $100 per session now into fixed cost of 1500 or 14 or 13 whatever per month and it means that it's cheaper on higher you know the larger quantity the more participants we have the more sessions we have the space is getting cheaper per participant and that's the whole idea behind this uh fixed versus variable discussion is that in certain cases when we're starting a business so from the venture design perspective starting with variable costs is more favorable because we are more flexible you know we can have the yoga instructor this week 
and then maybe in summer where more people are um, on vacation and they're not really taking the yoga lessons we can just ramp down have fewer instructors and just not pay them at all and maybe we don't even have the session the the whole you know we don't even have to pay for the space but once our business gets big enough we usually want to invest into um space or something because we want to make it our own we want to make a more tangible and better experience we want to furnish the space on our own and it also makes sense from the cost perspective just one caveat like not all costs can be switched from fixed to variable right so for our carpenter when he is creating the wooden tables the raw materials so the wood itself cannot be turned into fixed costs for them that's always going to be a variable cost but for certain cases which is also a case for a lot of digital businesses, you can switch between the two, right? So but I'll talk about that later. Now, from the business design perspective, what is important is that usually when you're starting out, the variable costs are more flexible and are cheaper. And the more you're growing, the more you get into the growth phase, it makes sense to turn some of those variable costs, which you can, right? Those that can be turned into fixed costs. One of the classic questions with the fixed and variable cost is how do they relate to digital businesses? Because it feels like, hey, I have a digital business. I don't have any fixed costs at all. But actually, that's not true. Like even startups that just sell software as a service, um, basically they have fixed costs too. I mean, one of the most common fixed costs that any business has is rent and utilities. Sure, I mean, you can also increase the office and decrease the office and it, it sounds like it's variable, but at the end of the day, the rent is something that not, does not change with the amount of products that you sell or produce. So rent is, by definition, fixed cost. Also, certain salaries, people that you have um, employed as full-times, they are fixed salaries because you know you have to pay them regardless of if you get this project, if you sell this product, if you get enough participants. So basically, you have to pay them. Um, additional fixed costs for digital companies are things like domain names, hosting for websites, also internet services like each traditional employee you have. And if you buy them the Google Suite or Adobe uh, products or a sketch license or anything like that would be the fixed cost. On the other side, the variable costs usually are like if you have a physical product, it's raw materials and maybe even shipping costs and logistical costs of getting this material around. Other variable costs could be having contractors, you know, like somebody you pay just to help you with a certain thing per hour. Maybe if you sell online, it could be credit card fees. It could be logistical company fees. If you have somebody else handling your products and sending them to the final destination, it could be marketing costs like for Facebook and Google ads, etc. So regardless of the business you're in, they're always fixed and variable costs. And if you're in a particular business, you're not sure what your fixed and variable costs are, you can always just Google it up. You know, like, hey, what are the fixed and variable costs for online stores? Or what are the fixed and variable costs for retail stores? And there's always a whole list of articles where you can find different examples and just see what this means for you. Thinking about fixed and variable costs is also useful because it can help us also calculate a really important financial ratio called break-even point so the break-even point is a point where we as a business or as a product or a project we cover all our costs meaning there is no profit and there is no loss that's why it's called break-even point because after this point 
we covered all the costs and everything that we sell above that point is pure, not pure profit, but it's it, it's contributing to our profit. So in our example of the yoga studio, right, at the point when we rented the um, the second space, our own space, let's say we got it for $1,300, um, $1, right? So our fixed cost would be 1300 the price would be $20 per participant, and the variable cost is still $3 per participant because we still have to pay our yoga instructors. So now the formula for calculating break-even point is basically dividing the fixed cost with the difference between the price and the variable cost. So in our case, this would be 1300 divided by 20 minus 3. 1300 being the fixed cost of the rent, $20 being the product price and $3 being the variable price, which means we're actually dividing 1300 which is the fixed cost, uh, with the 17 which is our profit per product. And this would mean that each month we would have to have at least 76.5 participants in our yoga sessions for us to cover all our costs and everything that we sell beyond that. So 77th and 78th, etc. participant would be profitable for us. So from the practical perspective for designers, knowing the difference between fixed and variable cost is super important when designing new products and ventures, because this is a design decision. Whether you invest in something with fixed costs, so you double down on something, it means it's super important to you. And if you want to be more flexible, you can still kind of find a way to have variable costs. And knowing what our fixed and variable costs are is also super important because we can start calculating the break-even point of our projects and even the products. By knowing what our costs are, we can basically calculate when and at which point we start generating profit, which is interesting also from the project management perspective because this could be one of the very important aspects or project checkpoints where we can show our investors that we are actually going into the right direction. So there you go. So this is the brief introduction of the fixed and variable costs, which can help you think about how to be flexible with your products, what to invest in, and how to calculate the break-even points for your project, for your design team, maybe for the next product you're launching, for the next venture you're launching. And this is also one of the concepts that we are covering in the DMBA. And the next one actually starts on September 16th. And actually, if you want to join us, the applications will open on July 29th. And you can join our waiting list on the d.mba which is also our domain now so there you can just sign up for the waiting list so that would be www.d.mba and here is what our previous participant tim from berlin germany what he's got to say about his experience in the course so I'm pretty busy. I don't have a lot of time. Um, so I didn't want to do another uh, shallow surface level course where in the end you get just a certificate, but you don't, you, you didn't actually learn anything. So um, my experience with the DMBA was that you actually do learn a lot during the six weeks. And um, I've, I, I learned a tremendous amount of new tools, new skills that I can apply to my day-to-day -day work. So it was definitely worth the time. Cool, so that's everything in this episode. Uh, tune back next week when we're going to cover the next business concept relevant for designers.